All right, saints of God, well, I'm ready to go come forth with the word that God placed in me for you today. And I'm just going to ask you if you would get ready, get in your quiet place. Give me about 30 or 35 good minutes. Amen. So give God your undivided attention as he speaks to you today, saints of God. Don't share them. Don't do this and that at the same time. Get in your prayer closet, in your quiet place. Oh, Lord, I ask that you prepare all of our hearts, Father, to hear your word. And we're not just hearers only, Lord, but doers of your word, Father, as you speak to us today, all of us in, in your individual way, through your Holy Spirit, how you feed us. You know what we all need before we even ask. So I'm thanking you in advance again, Lord, for meeting all of our needs on this line today. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I know I'm within our rights, Father, because your word says all of our needs are met according to your riches. So I, we're just thanking you for meeting our needs today, Father, each and every one of us. In Jesus' name, everybody say amen to that. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Oh, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Have your way with me today, Lord. I must decrease and you must increase, Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight today, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Speak to your people, Lord, through your servant. I'm forever grateful. It's a pleasure to serve you and it's a pleasure to serve all of them, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Have your way today in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, saints of God. I want to talk to you all today about, uh, about exile. <laughs> Living in exile, actually, is what I want to talk about. And what does it actually mean to live in exile? Amen. First of all, let me just give you the definition of exile. And it's the state of being barred from one's native country. Amen. So if you're living in exile, you are barred from your country. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. I want y'all to stick with me on this one. I'm going somewhere with this one today. Amen. <laughs> usually with people that live in exile, it's usually done for political reasons or either for punitive reasons, for punishment, amen? They've done something wrong and rather than putting them in prison or killing them, they make them leave the country or live in exile, amen? Think about that though, saints. Living your life in exile could be pretty miserable because you're really away from everything you know and everything you love and, and what you're familiar with. Amen. So a life lived in exile, it can be a real harsh punishment. <laughs> oh, thank you, Jesus. I liken it almost to like solitary confinement. See, to be locked up is bad enough. Amen. But to be placed in solitary confinement away from everyone and everything you know, it's harsh, saints. 
<laughs> and as I was studying this, I discovered that there are many folks today living in exile. Amen. For example, the Dalai Lama. <laughs> you all heard of the Dalai Lama? He lives in exile from Tibet. He's from Tibet. He was actually the head of the state and the spiritual leading leader of the Tibetan government. Amen. The Dalai Lama. But what happened? What, what happened that he had to leave and live in exile somewhere else in another country? Because that's really what happened to him. And what happened was the Chinese took over Tibet. Amen. Many years ago. And so the people of, and, and, the, and the people of Tibet practice a, a, a really a rare form of Buddhism. Amen. But under communist China, they, they have an anti-religious legislation. They don't, they don't allow that. And so the Chinese troops forced him to flee. Amen. Oh, I want y'all to see this today. So the Dalai Lama right now is living in exile. He's somewhere in India. Amen. Barred from his native country. Oh, praise God. I need you all to see this. Stay with me today, saints, because today we're talking about living in exile. Amen. And I want to show you a few, a few forms of exile in the Bible. Because <laughs> you know the, the Bible confirms it all. Amen. And God is in control. That's what Elder Vic would say. God is in control. But God originated the exile. Amen. So let's start from the beginning. Because again, there's so many forms of exile in Genesis. Genesis is the very beginning, saints. But let me say this to you before we go to those scriptures. The, the current scattered state of the church right now is a form of exile. Amen. We have been exiled from fellowship of a great part of our brethren in the body of Christ, separated by so many things, by miles, separated by church affiliation, <laughs> often separated by doctrine. Oh, we believe this, but we believe that. So it separates us by purpose or whatever it happens to be that causes us our separation, saint to God. But scattering is really a, a form of exile. Amen. It's just a different form of it. And I'm going I'm to make that clear today in the word of God. What happened, though, <laughs> that we know recently is COVID came on the scene. And many people left their church and never returned. Amen. That's a form of exile. See, the original place for God's people, saints, is heaven. I got, to, I got to get to see your spirit today. That's our country. You know, the Bible says we are ambassadors for Christ. An ambassador represents their country, and, and heaven is where we're from. Amen. <laughs> this is not our, 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 our final destination. Amen. <laughs> That's why we say we're in this world, but we're not of it. Amen. Oh, our original place is heaven, saints. That's our country. Or oh, in the beginning, it was the Garden of Eden. That's where we were from. But because of sin 
or disobedience, we were put out of there. Adam and Eve, God put them out. They were exiled. Oh, I got to make this clear to you today, saints of God. We had to leave our country. Let's, let's look at it in the scriptures right now. Because exile has been a form of punishment God has used from the very beginning, saints. <laughs> oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. If you all will follow me, turn in your Bible to Genesis chapter 3. Let's see if I can share this for you all. I'm going to put these scriptures on the screen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah to you, Lord. Genesis chapter 3, and I want you to look at verse uh, 22. Thank you, Jesus. Genesis 3 and 22. We're talking about exile today, living in exile. Genesis 3, verse 22 says, And the Lord God said, Behold, the man has become as one of us, to know good and evil. And now, lest he put forth his hand and take also of the tree of life and eat and live forever. So God said, said this, saints of God, right after the man had failed, right after they ate from that tree, that he commanded them not to eat from. See, God did, he, he, he told us, don't eat from the tree of good and evil. Amen. <laughs> but we disobeyed. And see, God never wanted us to know evil saints. <laughs> he just wanted us to know good. Amen. His will for us is to live forever only eating from the tree of life. Oh, y'all got to catch that revelation. But we disobeyed. Amen. He never wanted us to, 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 uh, to know evil at all. Amen. Because this answers so many questions. People were, why did this have to happen? Why did that bad thing have to happen? Why did God allow this or that? Because <laughs> we disobeyed. And we allow evil to come into the world, something that we should not even know. Amen. <laughs> Look at verse 23. It says, therefore, the Lord God sent him forth from the Garden of Eden to till the ground from whence he was taken. <laughs> so because of that, now we have to work hard for what we get, saints. <laughs> Amen. I want you all to see that. Because of that disobedience, it said, therefore, the Lord God sent him forth from the garden, form of exile, put him out of there, to till the ground from whence he was taken. We got we to eat now, saints, by the sweat of our brow. And if you go up to verse 19, Genesis 3 and 19, that's what it says. It says, in the sweat of thy face shall thou eat bread till thou return unto the ground, for out of it wasn't thou taken, wasn't thou taken. For thus, from, for thus thou art, and until thus thou shalt return. <laughs> oh, thank you, Jesus. See, now we have to work hard to produce 
until we die. That's what, really what the scripture in verse 19 is saying. See, in that disobedience, we brought death into our lives. That's why it says ashes to ashes, dust to dust. You heard that. You know, we say that at funerals a lot. Ashes to ashes, dust to dust. This is where it came from. God said, for, for the dust thou art, and unto the dust thou return. Mm -hmm. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Now we got to work hard, saints, just to eat, to survive, to live. Amen. Then, when we was in that garden, in God's perfect will, oh, we didn't have to work hard. <laughs> he had provided everything. We worked because he told Adam, he said, when he put him in the garden, he said, now dress it and keep it. <laughs> That's work, <laughs> to dress it, to keep it. Amen. But he, he didn't have to have all that sweating out of, of his brow and all that. <laughs> That's what happened, what we do today. <laughs> oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Let's go back to Genesis 3 and let's look at verse 24. It says, so he drove out the man and he placed at the east of, of the garden of Eden cherubims and a flaming sword, which turned every way to keep the way of the tree of life. So God drove us out of our country. He drove Adam and Eve, he drove them out of there. Amen. But what I want y'all to note in this scripture is, uh, how he placed the, that cherubim, which is an angel, amen? This it's, it's an angel with a different function because you know, angels are messengers. Usually when, you, when we talk about angels, they're bringing a message to us in one way or another. But this cherubim, this angel was to guide the tree of life, amen? So we were exiled, Adam and Eve were put out of the garden now we live in exile, away from all that is rightfully ours. Amen. And God also guarded the tree of life that was in that garden with angels, with swords. Why did he do that? Anyway, saints. See, God, because we were when we failed, when we disobeyed God and failed in that garden, we were in a sinful state a sinful condition. And if they would have turned around and ate from that tree of life, <laughs> which they should have been eating only from, now they would have been, been able to live forever in a sinful condition or a sinful state. God couldn't allow that. That was not the plan of God for us to live in this sinful state. So he had to guard again that tree of life. Oh, thank you, Jesus. I want you all to see this clearly. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. He had to keep them, keep them away from that tree of life. Oh, Lord, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Look at this, saints of God. Go up to verse 16 for me. I want to show you something. This is in Genesis 2. We're in 3. I want you to turn back to 2. Keep your hand on 3, though. Go to Genesis 2 and look at verse 16. It says, And the Lord God commanded the man, 
saying, of every tree of the garden, thou mayest freely eat. Now notice something, saints. God commanded the man. Amen. And I like to make brothers aware of this because we always want to blame the woman. Amen. And he did. When God came looking for him, he didn't come looking for Eve. He came looking for Adam. He said, Adam, where art thou? <laughs> Amen. Because Adam was the foundation. Adam was created first. <laughs> so God came straight to the foundation. <laughs> he, he didn't even tell Eve nothing about don't eat from the tree. He told Adam. Look what it says, it says, and God and the Lord God commanded the man saying, of every tree of the garden, thou mayest freely eat. Amen. He commanded the man. And we want to blame women all the time. But I just have to tell you the truth. <laughs> if your house is all messed up, if it's not in order, that's on you. You're the man. Women are responders. They are wired to respond to you. <laughs> oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. God is looking for you to keep the order, <laughs> for you to set the, the pace. Amen. Let me say this. Let me make this big statement right here. Eve could have ate all the fruit she wanted to eat. And guess what would have happened? Nothing. Why? Because he didn't tell her. And the Lord God commanded the man. Oh, we got to get that. Thank you. Man, we got to know who we are in Christ. Amen. It's on you. <laughs> They're built to respond to you. If you give them a seed, they will give you a baby. If you give them a house, they'll make it a home for you. Amen. <laughs> Women are built to respond to you. <laughs> They're the weaker vessel. They wasn't built to carry such a heavy load. We are. Amen. <laughs> oh, thank you, Jesus. Oh, but if you give that woman grief, <laughs> she'll give you hell. Amen. <laughs> They're wired to respond to you. And then one of our favorite things is she crazy. Oh, see, she crazy. <laughs> That's what we say, right? But when I hear that now, after God put this in my spirit, when I hear that, what you're really telling me is you're crazy because you she's responding to you. <laughs> oh, I know that's a hard word, but it's just the truth. <laughs> if your things are, if you want your thing to be in order, then you got to get in order. Brothers, you, we got to have order. Amen. <laughs> she's going to only keep responding to you. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Look at the scripture again. It says, and the Lord God commanded the man saying of every tree thou mayest eat freely. Thou mayest freely eat. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, Jesus. Hallelujah to you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. But of the tree, verse 17 says this. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, 
thou shalt not eat of it. For the day thou, for the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. <laughs> oh, God can't lie, saints. It didn't say maybe you might die. <laughs> it said the day you eat of that tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you will surely die. <laughs> oh, thank you, Lord. God had to put them out of the out of the garden, saints, for eating from that tree. <laughs> Amen. And he had to guard the tree of life so they wouldn't go back and eat from that tree and live in this fallen state forever. Oh, I just wanted to show it to you in the scriptures. He couldn't allow man to live in a simple condition forever. Oh, the mercy of God. We know God is merciful. He's just, he's fair. Amen. So he had to put us out of the garden. He had to, now we're living in exile, away from what is rightfully ours, from our, from our country, where we were supposed to be. We're away from that now. But let me say this to you, saints. All adversity is not bad. Living in exile is tough. But let me show it to you in a different light. Amen. I want to show you what exile looked like in a different light. <laughs> Starting with Noah. Amen. <laughs> Noah's Ark. You all know that story, right? When you get right down to it, Noah was exiled. <laughs> Let's look at it. If you would, again, we in Genesis. It's a lot of God using exile in Genesis. Turn to Genesis chapter 7. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Genesis 7. And look at verse 1. It says, And the Lord said unto Noah, Come thou and all thy house into the ark. For thee have I seen righteous before me in this generation. So God looked at Noah and all his house as righteous. Amen. That's what the scripture is saying. Look at verse two. It says, of every clean beast, thou shalt take to thee by sevens, the male and his female, and of beasts that are not clean by two, the male and his female. <laughs> so let me give you a, a quick sidebar. Because Noah is, God told him to build this ark because he found him and his family righteous, right? And he says, I want you to take seven clean animals. <laughs> Make sure you got a male and a female. And then I want you to take only two unclean and make sure you have a male and a female. And the reason God did that was for the for the dietary law. In, the, in those days, they didn't eat things that were unclean. Amen. <laughs> so he only needed two of them. God wanted them to reproduce, but he only needed two. Amen. Whereas he told them to take seven of the clean beasts, again, two to reproduce, and then the others they could eat. Amen. You know, we like chicken, <laughs> turkey. Amen. So of the of the beasts that were unclean, he told them to take seven, some for food, and then the others so they can reproduce. 
I just wanted to clear that up. Look at verse three, saints of God. Verse three says, of fowls also of the air by sevens, the male and the female, to keep seed alive upon the face of all the earth. So he gives us the answer. He said, make sure you get seven of the fowls of the air, a male and a female, and all of this was to keep seed on the earth. Amen. Of all the different species alive. So he wanted to keep the different species alive on earth. Amen. So he had the, he had uh, uh, Noah to collect these animals as such. He wanted to keep seed on the earth. Amen. But he was about to destroy everything on the earth. After, after Noah did what God commanded him to do, he destroyed the whole earth. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Look at verse four, saints. For yet seven days, and I will cause it to rain upon the earth 40 days and 40 nights, and everything living substance, and every living substance that I have made will I destroy from off the face of the earth. <laughs> See, God was about to destroy the whole earth, saints of God. But he wanted to, he wanted to see because he was going to do it again, all over again. Amen. So he said, get, get, get these. I want to, I want to start you all all over fresh. But my point here is I was showing you this is a, a, a another form of exile. <laughs> Look at verse five. It says. And Noah did according unto all that the Lord commanded him. See, Noah going on the ark, saints, was a form of exile. He had to leave everything he knew. Amen. He get ready to go on a boat and everything he knew on, on land, all the earth, all the people, everything that was going on that he was doing, he had to leave it. Oh, I want to show you. God created the exile. Amen. He was exiled. But it was a good thing. <laughs> I want to show you all adversity is not bad. It was still the end of everything that he had ever known. But it was in a good way. Amen. God wanted to start this thing out without all the chaos. Amen. So he used exile to do it. Oh, thank you, Jesus. I want to show you all this. I want to make it real plain. God will use it, 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 exile as a punishment, saints. But ultimately, he wants us in the best possible situation. <laughs> what is that anyway? What's the best possible situation we can be in? <laughs> trust in him. Trust in God. <laughs> That's the situation. He, he never wanted man to be alone. That's why he told him it's not good for man to be alone. It wasn't all about making him that help me. Man, we were created to be in relationship, in fellowship, in covenant, intimate with God. That's why he created us. Amen. Not to be alone. To trust in our own selves. Oh, that's not it. So he used exile a lot of times to really bring us to him. Amen. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you, Lord, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Lord. 
God wants us to be faithful saints. A classic example is faithful Abraham. <laughs> Let's look at that. Let's look at one more. Amen. Let's look at faithful Abraham, saints. So this time, still in Genesis, because there's a lot of exile in Genesis. Look at Genesis. Go to Genesis chapter 12 with me and look at verse 1. It says, Now the Lord had said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto a land that I will show thee. <laughs> what is that describing, saints? Exile. Get out of your country. Get out. Get away from your people. Huh? Get out of there. Go to a land. I'm going to show you where to go. God uses exile, saints. I got to get this in your spirit. Get out of your country. Away from your family. Amen. Look at verse two, saints. It says, and I will make of thee a great nation. Wait a minute. He <laughs> said, and I will make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. <laughs> Wait a minute. He just exiled him, told him to get out of this country, get away from your father's house, get away from all your kin folks. And then look what he's going to do for him. Oh, I'm trying to show you clearly that exile is not a bad thing in the hands of the Lord. Amen. I want to show it to you. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Look how God is using exile to make Abraham great saints. Look at verse 3. Genesis 12 and 3. It says, And I will bless them that bless thee, and curse him that curseth thee, and in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. Are you all seeing this, saints? First, he took him away from everything. He exiled him from his country. Aaron, that's where he lived. <laughs> you all know this. One of the reasons that we are so blessed today is because of faithful Abraham. <laughs> all them promises God made to Abraham applies to us as well. <laughs> right here, look what the scripture says. I'm going to read it again. It says, I, and I will bless them that bless thee and curse him that curseth thee and in thee, in Abraham, shall all families of the earth be blessed. Everybody say amen to Abraham. <laughs> Faithful Abraham is why we're blessed today. <laughs> Oh, God was making Abraham some promises. God didn't even have nothing to swear by. He swore by his own self. Look, Abraham, this is what I'm going to do for you. And I don't have nothing greater, greater than me to, to swear by, so I'm going to swear by myself. This is what I'm going to do for you. Oh, Lord, have mercy. We're blessed because of faithful Abraham. Look at verse 4, saints. It says, so Abram departed as the Lord has spoken unto him. And Lot with, with, went with him. And Abram was 75 years old when he departed out of Haran. He left Haran because the Lord told him to, saints. Huh? God exiled him. Amen. <laughs> I just I want to show you this today and make it clear, saints, that this exile that I'm talking about, because <laughs> we're living in exile now. We're supposed to be with God in heaven, 
Amen. That's what he created us for. But what, but now we're in exile. But a, a, another thing that I want you to see clearly is you can flourish in exile. Remember when he sent Israel, his people, to Babylon? He said, go there, get married, uh, uh, build houses. He, he told them to go there and flourish. But they were actually in exile in Babylon. <laughs> oh, our God is the God of exile because he knows how to get us back to him. Amen. <laughs> he put us out. Amen. <laughs> and you know, when you're away from something you're really supposed to be with, you know it. Amen. You want to get right. You want to get better. That's why God put us out. He said, go ahead on, go. <laughs> he exiled us. But it wasn't for a bad purpose. It was for a good purpose. Oh, thank you, Jesus. I want y'all to see this, and I want it to be clear and plain for you. Look at verse 5, saints of God. Genesis 12 and 5. It says, And Abram took Sarah his wife and Lot his brother's son, and all their substance that they had gathered, and the souls that they had gotten in Haran, and they went forth to go into the land of Canaan. And into the land of Canaan, they came. <laughs> God exiled him out of the land he was born, that he knew that he was familiar with. Huron, and he sent him to Canaan. Canaan is the, the promised land, saints. <laughs> Y'all better catch this revelation. He sent, he sent Abram out of Haran to Canaan, which is the promised land. It says, and into the land of Canaan they came. Canaan was that land flowing with milk and honey. Oh, our God is so merciful. He loves us. Amen. And even though we're exiled right now, we're not in the place we're going to eventually be forever, but we can flourish. Amen. <laughs> Here's another revelation. I want you to catch this. When he put him out of the garden, he wouldn't allow him to eat from that tree of life anymore because he didn't want him to live in that fallen state forever. So he denied them. He guarded that tree of life. But what do we have today? <laughs> the tree of life, which is Jesus the Christ, came and died for our sins and connected us back with the Father. And to flourish in this earth in exile, we got to keep eating from the tree of life. <laughs> oh, I just wanted you to see it, saints of God. Now we can eat. He's not guarding the tree of life anymore. <laughs> just like in the very beginning, he told them, I put all this for you in the tree of life. <laughs> that's what you eat from. <laughs> and that's for us, saints of God, today. Don't fool with that tree of the knowledge of good and evil. We don't want it. We don't want that in our life. We just want the good. That comes from the tree of life. See, that tree of good and evil is deceptive. Amen. It's the devil. The tree of the knowledge of good and evil is the devil. Amen. And what does he do? He shows you the good, but all wrapped up in it is the evil. Amen. We don't want to eat from that. All we want to eat from is the tree of life today. That's the good. Oh, that's for somebody. I'm saying something to somebody right now. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah to you, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So God had Abram, saints, leave everything he knew and put him in the Canaan land. <laughs> that promised land. 
God's will for our lives, saints, is the promised land. What is that? Where is that? Every promise that's in his word. <laughs> that's the promised land. Amen. God has to fulfill every promise that he made us in the word of God, in the Bible. <laughs> All those promises, he has to do them for us. He cannot lie. Amen. When you're eating from the tree of the of the of of, of life, you that's the word of God, who, whom Jesus is. Jesus is the living word of God. He's the tree of life. He's the Alpha and the Omega. Jesus is is, is all in all. The Consular, so many names for our Lord and Savior. Our Lord and Savior, Emmanuel, which means God on earth living with us. Oh, Lord, have mercy. The King of Kings. Oh, thank you, Jesus. I'm just running through his resume real quick. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. That's who we eat from, saints, only. Oh, hallelujah to you, Lord. Oh, thank you, Jesus. We're living in exile, saints of God. and But we're ambassadors in this place we're, we've been exiled to. We still represent heaven. Amen. That's what the scripture says. <laughs> oh, thank you, Jesus. And you know what God is doing in our lives? He's working everything together for good. Yeah, we're in exile, but it's in a good way, just like it was for Noah. Amen. <laughs> yeah, he went on that boat. He left everything. <laughs> but it was for a good cause. huh? God wanted to do it all over again, perfect, the right way. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah to you, Lord. So though we are not in our original country, saints, we are flourishing in this foreign land through Christ Jesus. Everybody say amen to that. <laughs> the tree of life. Amen. So when you when you read in your Bible, you're looking at the prophecies, you will find out in the end, it doesn't leave us in, in exile in this place. The Bible is, is much more hopeful than that. Amen. Not only does it give us the prophecies of our deliverance and our return from exile to glory, but it also instructs us how we should conduct ourselves while we're in the midst and in doing our exile. It shows us how to live in this place. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Exile is punishment for sin, saints. But Christ is liberty. He's our freedom. Amen. Freedom from a sin lifestyle. Oh, thank you, Jesus. We're in this foreign place consistently eating from the tree of life. Everybody say, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Oh, thank you, Lord. I pray for all your people who are on the line today. I pray that they receive your word with gladness, Lord. And every one of your promises that you made us, Father, that they're walking in them, applying them in their lives as need be. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for all these great and precious promises that you made us that we can live by. I speak health over your people. I speak peace over them. I speak love over them. I speak joy over them. I speak provisions over them. Oh, thank you, Jesus. 
Hallelujah, Lord. I thank you for not withholding that one good thing from us, Lord. You proved you loved us on that cross when you gave your life for us, Lord. So I thank you. I pray we all have an intimate, up close and personal relationship with you, Lord. I ask that all in Jesus' name. Amen.